0: on the edge of gen z um with you two you know who's
1: on the edge of gen z these two I, I know oh, like, okay. like oh. wait wait hold that's on gen- z. what are you talking about gen z starts in 1998 okay but you're close so no. what? so you're close to it don't no, try to play us anyways that's, that's what enjoy. i'm saying what's going on
0: in progress. I do find
2: her kind of rude, though. That low. <laughs> Who are you telling? Her, I'm in the same boat. I find that I, I, I do find that disrespectful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they said recording
2: in progress. Are you okay with being recorded, girl? Not. Go die or leave. It <laughs> or leave.
0: <laughs> I think that's very disrespectful and rude. But welcome to this is we. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the unofficial. This is us after show. My name's Alex Holmes. And, and I'm joined by And I'm joined by Wait, should, should we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: it was funny <laughs> <laughs> Got to I, leave don't
0: what, I, I don't know what we're redoing I
1: you left remember the you open ju- for people to talk No, we, <laughs> we, we usually talk of, We usually say our name, the podcast we're from You know, oh. all that type of stuff Um, Are you, are you cool? Like, I'm, fi- is I'm, that, fine. Is, I'm is, fine Is everything alright? I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm actually fine Oh, like, okay, cool um welcome to this is we this is the this is the this is us after okay let me start again now we eating I hate you know what I hate doing I hate I absolutely hate repeating introductions because it's usually fine and then when people ask me to do retake and redo <laughs> and restructure and rewind and review and reassess I can't
1: I don't like so. this durag. I don't like it. That's only <laughs> but, I don't like it. But respectfully... Because the energy, the energy is ringing. Respectfully. Just, let me just... <clears throat> I don't like this durag. I'm oh,
0: sorry. It's got to go. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to This Is We. This is the unofficial, but official, but unofficial. This is us after show. My name is Alex Holmes and I am the host of Time To Talk. And I'm joined by...
4: Me, Toby Rachel... Also the host of the Yellow Cup podcast.
1: Ida McKenzie. I am from Down At The Stands, a music and culture podcast with a marked focus on stand culture. Yeah, and I am
2: Marquis Davon, the host of the Rational Anger podcast and the Dear Reading podcast. And my aim is to bridge academia in the hood. We out here. And we're here because
0: we have a collective passion for emotional Stress. So this is this is we, and we've been waiting at least how many months have we been waiting for season six of This Is Us to come back? I think we were told in October last year, were we not? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we've been waiting for this new season of This Is Us to come back, and it is finally here. Um. On the show, we usually just run through the latest episode, and then at the end, we have our season's predictions. Now, I don't know whether you all just want to start running into the episode, or do you want to reflect on last season, or what do you want to do?
4: I think think we can reflect just a little bit, just real quick, I guess.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think a mixture of both Mm. perfectly fine, to be honest.
4: Right. What are we reflecting on, guys? Last season, <laughs> do you know what I don't look I would not want to repeat of and I'm pretty sure it won't happen, is just how last season had us on the ropes, not just because of the contents, but just like, is there an episode next week? Is there really gonna be an episode? And then you see the actors posting that they just finished filming and it's like the day before it needs to air and then there will be like a month break and then two weeks break. And we told there's an episode, then there wasn't, which obviously was no one's fault, but the the Rona, I'm just glad that there's more stability and we know that we will get we will get episodes at least once a week until uh, whenever. <laughs> yeah. And
2: look, they ain't got no excuses because there's no holidays coming up. None important ones anyways that require oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. Do you think we need to address the elephant in the room there? The disrespect that
0: it is... We need to understand that the two days after it comes out. So Marquise is out here living in the future, but then you know there are ways of watching these. <laughs> there, are, there are ways of watching these things. <clears throat> but you know, I don't like the law. I'm crying. <laughs> you <all> love
3: Alex, <laughs> I mean, anyways.
0: I'm, I'm a little if you, are, if you are in the UK and you love watching This Is Us, it, it was it is on Disney Plus and Amazon Prime mm-hmm. UK um, two days after the fact. So. um
4: i'd argue a day and a half
0: technically listen last week last week you talk about on the ropes last year last season it had me we had me refreshing the page every, oh God, every day that? do you remember toby yeah listen, for those a bit, a bit, because, a bit, oh inside, a bit of an inside an insider to behind the behind the veil of this thing
4: like, and sometimes
0: i in the group on... chat trying to refresh the page trying to find <laughs> <laughs> literally text each other is it there yet is it is there it yet because there I'm was no watch it on my lunch yeah. break i want to watch it at this point and it's just not <sighs> there. i'm there emailing amazon <laughs> like, I, like, like i'm a big somebody I'm crying. <laughs> you know
4: oh my god yeah that was it's bad it so mm-hmm. at least
0: we know for sure i was kind of anticipating going on to disney plus today and not seeing the episode and i was going to come back and cuss but <laughs> it was there I said, it. emailed Amazon. Amazon. I
2: like email Amazon. <laughs> like I'm Amazon. a big somebody. I love that.
4: You are a big somebody. Yeah, okay. but like coming out, emailing Amazon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> like, where's the episode? Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah. So you said last season on the ropes because of the Rona and the, you know, the, the last minute nature and the mistakes they made in the show remember with the ovulation test and like the pregnancy mm-hmm. test and all these different things and then cutting it short but what about the content from last season
2: I think I uh I'm excited to see where Madison goes just because I am officially just like I, I really enjoy content that from last season I, about this is content from last season. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, she it left yes. that man yes, at Marquees. the altar. Yes, right, okay, okay, okay. I
1: love it. <laughs> anyway. I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. Yes, monkeys. Yeah. Use the force. Come yes. to said, I love it
2: so that last episode specifically i am excited Mm -hmm. to see what madison where madison will end up in her own personal journey especially with her relationship to family i'm also excited to see where deja is gonna go i want to see if they're gonna wrap up everybody's stories a little neatly because i know that they said this season coming up is going to be mostly focused on kate and beck rebecca um but i'm also happy to see like some of these journeys are coming to a head so i hope um now that we saw randall's big big journey in the last season of like his mother Ooh. and then going along with that seeing where they'll end his journey this time around because i think we hit like a peak with randall so i'm not sure like how they would deal with the black Pearsons yeah. um in this point in time so gonna, yes that's my quick to recap to, we're gonna get right to randall
1: today. yeah we'll get him well, we'll get him um, it, it is eden Um, so last season left a few kind of cliffhangers and kind of opportunities for investigation. So we got kind of a scene of what happens with Kate and Toby and kind of answers a few questions to do with what what happens in the 10 year gap between, um, season six and, you know, when they go to see Rebecca in her final moments and everything. So I'm quite intrigued to see how that relationship works. And we saw a kind of, kind of a few clues to why there might be a bit of, a friction in Toby and Kate's relationship at the moment but we've also kind of seen what's going on with Rebecca and kind of where they're heading towards with her story as well and I think individually everyone's story is starting to look a bit more similar to the 10-year future
4: mm-hmm. um, so
1: I kind of just want to see what that looks like in the next coming episodes really and I'm I'm quite interested to see how they'll do it within this season because um, they have a lot to kind of cover so we'll see. We do have 18 episodes this season, though. So we that's very 18
2: nice. 18 episodes?
4: 18. But... And possibly a mid-season break, maybe? You need
2: to mind your
0: business about a mid-season <laughs> <Yes>. break. <laughs> no, but a mid-season yeah. break we would be normal. We Lucky Senders each week. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Sorry. I have to say, like sometimes you know when some Americans they start watching carnation Street or Eastenders and they're like it's like season 72. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so like that. should, that should we
1: explain should we explain what that is for some non-British listeners because they might not yeah. know what Eastenders or can't. Okay. wow okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on? a bit uh, no, 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 of soap opera. It's, soap opera. it's, it's soap like opera. Uh, It's like our
4: Grey's Anatomy
2: which what... goes on forever. No. Yeah. no not. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It doesn't
0: stop.
4: Every day, even Christmas Day. I, I feel like Ameri- there's no America- day off. I feel because like Americans actually
0: have seasons for their shows. <laughs> like we don't have seasons.
2: Okay. It's giving big, big Brother. You get a new episode every single day. Tell yeah. you get a new okay, Monday to it. Friday.
0: Monday to Friday, the soap operas are they're called continuing dramas. Mm-hmm. In, the, in oh. the um on as a as a thing. They're called continuing dramas. It's yeah. like a main three, which is Coronation Street, East End is an Yeah. But then they have like the hospital ones, which is Holby City
4: and That's casualty. finished now. That's ended.
0: Oh, is it? So it's just yeah. Casualty. Yeah. has casualty, gone as well, I think. Casualty's gone as well. So yeah. You could you could say casualty is like grazing at Everything, but it's not. It's just another long running hospital drama. And it's yeah. no thing. breaks. Okay, just so it's no so no giving breaks. general hospital. Like I was gonna just say I was
4: gonna say days of our lives. Is that, him,
0: did, did that have seasons or was that just an everyday thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna admit, oh, I didn't
1: know Days of Our Lives was a real thing. I thought it was just in Friends as a friends. kind of, <laughs> I thought that was it. And then one day I heard someone say, like, it's real. And I, I had no idea that was an actual thing. Uh, I had no Justin, idea.
4: Yeah, Justin Hartley was in Days of Our Lives, if I'm correct. Yeah. Hurrah, come see, wow, <laughs> come see Full Circle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He was a soap actor, yeah, with his uh, ex-wife. Yes. It. Yeah,
0: in the UK, being a soap actor is where your career goes to die, typically. Mm, typically, yeah. Typically, so typically. there's very few actors who have made the transition from soap to like lo- other things. there's yeah. Very few that like, that stay in soap and then just stay mm-hmm. in soap for like 50 years. Mm. So yeah, that's a truth.
2: Thanks for thanks for the appreciation. Clarifying <laughs> that.
0: Um so now when you go to Love Island UK and you see why it's a thousand episodes, you nah.
2: nah, I'll leave um, that to my roommate, she got that.
0: Um, <laughs> um so this episode of This Is Us Season Six, Episode One, The Challenger. Is that what's called The Challenger? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Challenger. Challenger. Um what did we think? Okay, should we mm, witness and I don't know. Should we just say what we thought about the overall episode before we go yeah. in-depth? Yeah, let's do it. Um, overall thoughts. Overall episode for me, um, it was nice being reintroduced to all the characters once again. Um, I don't rewatch them. I just go to the new season and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is, this is where we're at now. Um, so it's just nice being reintroduced to the to the characters again. Um, I it's always interesting to see how much time has passed when a new season starts, because I feel like there's a, it's like you're coming back after a gap in mm-hmm. their lives as well mm-hmm. as, like, it being an actual physical gap between seasons so um, it was nice entering going back and being, like, you know, seeing seeing um, the state, the status of Kevin and Madison st- seeing what's going on with Toby and Kate, you know, Randall and his stuff, and Rebecca and well, <laughs> the OAP committee <laughs> 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 just, just, just <laughs> <in> his grandparents. <laughs> 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 <even> like this. <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> it felt good to watch. It felt good to watch. It was nice <laughs> watching it. It was very gentle. I, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what else? What did you guys think? Um,
4: yeah, I thought it was I was okay. So I thought it was slow, but not in a negative way. Mm. It was just like, hey, this is an introduction. To a season that is going to distress you so let's give you you know a quiet gentle episode because if you think about like first episodes of the last season I almost vomited like that first episode it was so bad like as in that's when Laurel just had her gasp and that's how this Mm -hmm. podcast started because (laughs) literally I was like me and Alex watched it at the same time and I just texted Alex I was like Alex and he was like Toby and then we spoke on the phone and then the podcast was born because it was like we need this collective therapy and people listening need it today um because I just watched it now um but this episode I was like I see what they're doing they're showing us the contrast I'm not going to get too too deep into it but they basically made me mentally revisit the very first episode and I was like oh my gosh this is coming to an end and this is going to be distressing So I got worried when nothing major happened. I was like, that means the big stuff is coming. Yeah. I agree.
2: At first I was like, yo, this is mid right now. Oh my gosh. Um, But I did enjoy the slow burn of the episode though. Like by the end of it, I was just like, nothing exciting happened, but I think a lot of seeds were planted um, for the rest of the season, to be honest. So I thought this was a good way to kind of prepare us for like, oh, here's some things to kind of look forward to. Um, I also did like the history of like them including the challenger there, because I definitely remember family members talking about it, like telling us when we were growing up, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened when a teacher was on the john and da 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 da. Um, So I think it was a cool way to really introduce some things that we might see um, leading throughout this um, season.
1: Okay. I have quite a few thoughts. Um, There were some some parts of it that I was just like, this is really interesting in terms of culturally, like the idea of, you know, wheeling out the TV and, you know, kids watching the, what, what, what launch was it, Markis? The Challenger. The, the Challenger launch. And then obviously that terrible event happened and everything. Um, I was just like, wow, I don't know if we, I don't think in the UK we kind of have that experience of like watching mm-hmm. big events in TV Mm-hmm. about the country happen mm-hmm. in the classroom oh uh, we that,
2: that was a if if i can speak to that that's actually something that happens a lot so we watched it we were watching tv for 9-11 we watched <gasps> tv for obama's um inauguration we oh. we were in school for a lot of these big moments in history now wow. we, it was just because teachers didn't know what was going on so everybody was trying to keep up and so i oh. remember being in kindergarten and they were just like oh this whole thing just happened and i was like oh snap uh, but kids don't really comprehend it, which is why mm-hmm. I related to what they were doing with the Challenger mm-hmm. in this most recent episode. So, yeah. if that's a little bit more context
1: of how like American people operate
2: yeah, no. sometimes, yeah, yes,
4: helps. yes. That yes. Helps. It's very
1: different. So I was trying to really understand what was going on because you know from my perspective that is just like a lot to put in front of young kids. Like even if it is just like a thing to watch, it just seemed like a lot to watch. Um, obviously, the teacher didn't know that was going to happen, but at the same time, mm. you know it's not something that I've experienced or kind of loads of people I know that went to UK schools experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Marquis is right. It's like planting seeds in this episode. Um, and when I sat down to watch it with my brother and my dad, my brother was like, it's crazy. This is the last time we're going to sit down to watch a season of this is us. Like this is the last time we're going to watch a first episode for the first time. And I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And you know, there was the way they use time in this show is really important. Like the way I'm not going to go too deep into kind of context and stuff like that. But for example, the way like they speak about Kevin and the Manny five years ago, and you're like, that's not five years in television time. It was actually around five years ago that that did happen.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, it's, it has been a very long journey with the this, this family unit that we've grown so close to. And um, we kind of have to sit and be okay with the idea of everything coming together and the story kind of ending so um it was quite an emotional one like watching the first episode it was like okay so we're back in we're back locked mm. in and you know this is also a really weird show because um d- depending on what you're going through in your life it can touch you in different aspects of your life so you know when you're at a stage where you're watching it now you're thinking about okay what am I going through that I can learn from this show about um, and I'm intrigued to see what lessons we can all learn as we kind of watch the the season but yeah yeah. Right. You're gonna say something, Toby?
4: No, 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 no. I was literally just taking in what Eden was saying. Eden does that. He'll be like contextualize what's in your brain, and you're like, mm, yeah. Oh, don't don't get <laughs> <guess> me please. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the,
0: the thing before we get into the unpacking of the show, I actually was thinking about um, the fact that how do you make a, a long-running show that is so impactful to so many different people's lives. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's it's not it's not that it's done... It's not that it's been the, the most, most, most special show. It's very simple. It's a family who go through stuff, you know? But it's like, I have no recollection of when it started. I have no recollection of when I started reading, watching it. And it just really, and it's like, it's really like kind of embedded itself into the culture, which then made me think about what is next, like, is, will there be another thing, you know,
1: Eden? Yeah, no, I was going to answer your question. Um, and I was thinking about it before we actually started recording. The thing that makes this is us special is the fact that it's authentic. And, um, you know, Marquise wrote a brilliant post on Instagram about kind of being an authentic voice on social media and just in life in general. And I'm kind of thinking about how, in, in my opinion, when I watch a lot of TV shows, I don't feel like a lot of characters are authentically portrayed. I feel like they are portrayed in a very kind of one dimensional good versus bad kind of way. And I think what works about this is us is we see the ugly and we see the good. And that is very true to humanity as well. So I'm thinking particularly of um, Jack and Kevin and how there's a theme of addicts in um, the show an addiction in the show um, and a food addiction and so many various forms of addiction um, that relate to the very human aspects of, you know, life that aren't really spoken about on TV. Um, and I think we humanize a lot of, um, a lot of the, a lot of the things we try to hide in reality um through this is us. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are some shows that kind of want to talk about things in a very safe and neatly cut type of way, which, you know, it probably won't it won't pull at your heartstrings in the same type of way because um, you know, you can feel how plastic it is. And I think that's why, as a contrast, what's really smart about the show is there's always that contrast between the manny and this is us. Mm-hmm. as polar opposites you you know you've got Kevin who is this character who really doesn't want to play this role that just basically sexualizes him and keeps him as this one-dimensional person who just walks in shirtless but his actual character is this really complicated um kind of you know self-involved actor who is trying to trying to beat the cycle that he's currently in um and I think that contrast is really important and really um helps to show what the show is actually about. So, I think with any show, when it's honest, it kind of connects with people. Like, I can't think of any other shows off the top of my head, but um I just find it interesting. Last point I will make is um and it's it's going to sound quite random, but it's just kind of something I've been thinking about lately. Um we're in the era of superhero movies at the moment. We're in the era of, you know, like explosions and secret identities, and you know one show after the other, just seven episodes just churned out and stuff like that um so I personally feel like the superhero run is coming to an end, and people are looking more for shows that really talk about life in general. so when it comes to this is us, I think shows like that work because people are actually looking for that feeling, that emotion that comes from shows like this is us, whereas you know superhero films have their place, their excitement, they're like you know they're things that people enjoy i enjoy them as well um but there are some shows like this is us that just seem to find the right balance of you know this is slightly unbelievable but it is believable in a human aspect of you know this person is complicated um so yeah that's kind of my thoughts
4: yeah uh, i oh sorry go on, marquise you go i no, not go. um so what well, off of the back of what you said, Eden um one of the things that makes This Is Us so special and I do believe there'll be more of that sooner is it reminds me of um kind of like maybe kind of like post-war time second world war and a lot of the books that like the classic books that I was reading from sorry I wasn't alive after the war I'm trying to say it's books that came (laughs) after the war there were there were books about life You know, like I think about and like a good 20 years after that, you know, you're reading Toni Morrison books, you're reading Maya Angelou books, Alice Alice Walker books, and they were just realistic. They were books just about people. Their friends, their family, and life, and the nuances of emotions and how your emotions fit into into other people's lives, and how your actions are consequences to this and that, how your parents, the way your parents parented you, how that impacts you. And it forces us to look at ourselves um, rather than completely escape. Like what you said, Marvel and watching things like Stranger Things on Netflix, watching Money Heist, that's escapism. I'm not sure if we are post-pandemic, if we are post-pandemic, if we want escapism, it just feels so far-fetched.
2: Ah, Yes, because that's like, because normally it's going to go one of two ways because in theater and in like art, they went into surrealism because they're just like, we're not dealing with this stuff no more. We're getting out of this mess. And so when you see how culture actually moves in its art, we're actually seeing a lot more even music wise people want to hear musicianship again they want to hear like the mm-hmm. instruments they want to hear a thing that they can relate to so they're looking at lyrics that are plain. that's why we got people like jasmine sullivan thriving right now because it's not like mm. what you see is what you get what you hear is what you get and that's why that's still steeping in that realism but i think also we're not being oversaturated with it either right now either because it's not like this Is Us doesn't follow the Netflix model of here's everything you need at one time and you can watch it. Like shows, I think that are being successful, like Insecure, like um, This Is Us, something like uh, Abbott Elementary or even Grand Crew, which are two newer shows, is that it's not a capital M in a message in what they're trying to portray right now. They're not trying to teach you something. I think people right now are exploring, like what does human connection look like? What does a flawed mm-hmm. human look like? because we haven't had it for so long. So I think This Is Us works because we actually have time to breathe with the character's decision and wait to see what happens next. And I think that's why this model of television will always be the best model, because it's not like I can just watch 10 episodes straight and forget what happened to these characters. Now I have to wait a week to be like, damn, Randall, did you really make that decision? Can I sit with this? (laughs) And then come back next week, remind myself of what he did and see Mm. how he moves next episode. So I think there's still like that bit of TV of like the episodic, like week to week that allows us to sit with our characters and grow a lot more accustomed to them a lot faster. And so I think that model is going to work in why we are so attached to a show like This Is Us because it is, let me breathe with you for a second because you said, oh, you're making me mad, but (laughs) I get it because I would do some dumb stuff like that too. So Mm -hmm. I I like what y'all brought up in terms of like, how Mm -hmm. does the world move and then how does, like TV and art really shift what we're looking for right now, so really, mm-hmm. really cool points.
0: I'm not gonna <clears throat> go too much into this because it's not that kind of show but um <laughs> I, I, I personally do, do think it's to do and across the industry, it's going to be a lot a lot of writing is becoming, as you've all said in some way, shape or form, about connection and the human experience. i think it's um so i i don't think that hero movies are going to go but i do think we're going to get more humanized hero movies Mm. and we're going to get more humanized characters and i think that you're right marquise and Toby, and what you're saying about the episodic nature of this and the fact that we have to wait um for this stuff um all right so let's go into the show so um all right so we see the the challenger i think at the very beginning
1: Oh, wait, sorry, before we do that, I just have to <clears throat> just say something quickly. I want to plug Alex's book real quick, just because Period. we're talking about belonging and connection and all of the above. And this gold headed do rag person is not going to sit here and not talk about their book right now. So
3: <laughs> Alex Holmes
1: released a book called Time to Talk, and it pretty much highlights and is it basically speaks about a lot of the themes we're talking about. So belonging, connection, love, mm-hmm. all of the above so guys if you're listening to this podcast please pre-order it alex i expect a fee for this marketing so i'll send you an invoice immediately after this um but yeah please check out his book let us know what you think and everything um it's a great book and you know you can continue now remove your hand from your mouth and (laughs) and (laughs) it was voluntary so the fee will be
0: (laughs) i can't (laughs) um so thank you so thank you um the first episode. What's first episode? The first part of the episode. What spun me? So at the very beginning, they did the you know Toby. You alluded to this earlier when they reminded you of like the first episode of the very first season, where they turned thirty six, mm-hmm. and they are, and where they're at at thirty six, and then where they're at, at forty one, mm-hmm. and um, and obviously it goes back to when um, the big three were in. Well, okay, this is gonna sound really bad. When the two of the big three were inside of um, Rebecca, and, oh my god! Like, I don't know. How <laughs> so what are
3: you okay. going to say
0: when Kate? When Kate and Kevin were inside Rebecca.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah? All right, and um, and um, and like when it was Jack's birthday and she was doing that that sexy dance, um, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: like, they blast back to where Kevin is, and Kevin is out here winding up on some on some gallons, <laughs> some girl in of apartment. But he also said it was it all changed for him in nineteen eighty. Is it nineteen eighty six? Nineteen eighty When the Challenger launched, and I was like waiting for. And if you know, and obviously throughout the show we see um we see what the Challenger was and what. Happened mm-hmm. But. um so this whole traumatizing event that happened for these kids, um, what do you think about that? I know that we've been through as a generation. Um, we are millennial, kind of on the on the edge of Gen Z. Um, with you two, you know, Who's
4: on the edge of Gen Z.
0: These two. I, I know oh, like, okay. Like oh. 90s. Wait, wait, hold That's on. Gen-
1: what are you talking about? Gen Z starts in 1998. Okay, but you're close. So no. they so. You're
2: close to it. Don't no, yeah. try to play us, anyway.
0: That's, That's what I'm saying. What's neighbors. going on?
1: You <gasps> see me out here and doing TikTok and all this. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Oh <laughs> no, no, no. They, they don't.
4: They don't give me Gen Z energy at all. I, I know. I know a Gen Z when I see one. Yeah. Any Gen okay, Z listeners? Sister... I'm
1: joking. I'm joking. Yeah. You didn't even um... see the action. I did. So it's. <laughs> um.
0: Marquise mentioned this earlier. You know, like when mm-hmm. we had to, when we, when we learned about 9 nine eleven, in the UK we had the, the um, there were loads of police shootings that happened. There was a lot of terrorists kind of, um, you know, propaganda from the UK about mm-hmm. um, on 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 London buses. Because what well, I was going to mm-hmm. say to your point, Marquise about the TVs role, and we had TVs in each of our classrooms, um, and in secondary school. And when all of those things happened, then they put the news on to show us what was going on. Um, oh, they did. Yeah, they did that in your they school. Did. Yeah, we did that oh. in your school, and even in primary school, we, they rolled in the t- like. It, that's a,
1: they rolled in the TV for us. Really? So oh wow! So I, I Listen, related to that situation. I'm um, shocked. I'm shocked as well because in Year Six, I was showing white people in front of pyramids. So, you
4: know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they would roll in the Black History Month. They roll in the TV and we watch Roots. That was really it. Yeah. Roots? We watch yeah, Roots. roots.
2: We yeah. watched Roots at school. Wait, don't play. We had to watch. We had to watch Roots. Damn near every single year since we turned four or five. Like wow. they- every single year. No,
4: not even Roots. Was, no, our parents not not made roots. us do it. Not no, Roots. I, I, met, my, my I dad, meant Mississippi Burning. Sorry. Mississippi, like Mississippi Burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Mr. i never I mean. watched
0: any of that stuff until i was like in year eight or nine um, wow yeah i was not what we were not what we would yeah we were talk about the in, the industrial revolution they talked about the slave trade my dad said hell no here's the dvd <laughs> that's how i learned about toby and kunta Kinte. oh right okay, <laughs> I, was okay. Like, what? So, um... I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> so oh, me. traumatic events at such a young age what do you guys think
4: on on um on that watching that i did th- I did go back to nine eleven and I went back to seven seven which was the london bombings um, and kind of like how our parents or spoke to us about it or how they didn 't speak to us about it and I thought it was so interesting to see Jack and Rebecca do their best um, as much as I sometimes talk down on them. In that moment they did their best because I found it interesting. They were like, Did we do it right? Did we do it right? And they were intentional. And irrespective, I think what happened that day still negatively impacted someone like Kevin. You know, and but they tried, like you watch them actually try. Um, you do see Jack be a little bit, I think Jack was more like, Oh, Kevin's fine, Kevin's fine. He doesn't think it's real, but he did think it was real. He was just saying, it's just TV. It's just TV. It's very ironic that he grew up to then just do TV, just do TV, Mm -hmm. just do TV. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how much he wants to pretend that things aren't real for. So, I found that vent and how the parents reacted to it with love and with intention and then seeing how they all grew up differently. I found that quite interesting and I can't lie. It made, and this is what This Is Us does to you. It makes you think about yourself. It's not even just projecting. It's, you're fully inserting yourself into the situation. I think it's more than projecting because I was like, oh my goodness, when I become a parent, I'm I'm going to be sitting there going, it's my first time, it's my first time. But is there grace to saying it's my first time, it's my first time doing these moments? Because whatever you do is going to impact that little human forever. Mm. Parenthood is not a joke. No matter how much you love them, you might not get it right. And you may never know that you got it wrong. Mm -hmm.
2: But that's real. Like, um, I'm thinking about it, too. And I'm even just thinking about my role as a teacher. There are times where, like, even last year, we had to explain, like, what did January 6th mean to these kids? Like, what did that year of protest mean to these kids? And how do we explain it to a child in a way that doesn't feel traumatic, in a way that doesn't make them feel hopeless, in a way that makes them feel good, but not good. But like, I can go on to school the next day without also re-traumatizing them either. So like, there are real techniques to have like, oh, how do I actually have this like complex conversation for like a Mm -hmm. 10-year-old? And so that's really what I was thinking about was like, damn, did I did I do a good job when I had to like lead a conversation on, yo, this is what happened and this is what it means. And here's how it can apply to you. And also like a lot of them are getting their own experiences with things that are happening in the world. Like we, we watch the news every morning, but for something like that to be like right in their front porch and they're in the street that they live on, that's a different kind of space to kind of talk to them about too. So those are that, that moment I could definitely empathize with, how the parents were jack and rebecca were moving so Mm -hmm. yeah that was like what i immediately thought about when i watched that scene Mm.
1: yeah i think i think it's interesting because you know kids interact with these things in in very different types of ways and i think the way that each kid each one of the big three interacted with this situation was really unique to their character you know like randall talking about can we send macaroni to the house of you know this family who's kind of suffering at the moment or kevin kind of being really internal with his emotions and not really knowing how to process them properly um and kate kind of just you know it's, it's, it's like a kind of mellow depression type of energy that she seems to have when she gets a bit upset um but it's just interesting because thinking about like growing up as a child there are so many things that your parents explain to you that when you get older you're like rah that is kind of crazy like um for my for my own kind of experience growing up i grew up in tottenham i first started off in tottenham and um my road i didn't realize how rough it was growing up until my parents had to explain to me like you know when the doorbell rang this time it was because this person was selling drugs or you know this time when um there were like 14 year old girls doing prostitution on our road and stuff like that there's just things that like girls that i used to see walking down the road and stuff that you don't really process until you get older and you're like wow like there are some really serious things going on in the world and stuff like that. So I can only empathize with these children as they kind of watch the TV screen and they see this really traumatic thing. And I think the adult's reaction is kind of what, what kind of triggered some emotion there as well, because, you know, one of the things that you're kind of, I imagine most fathers try to do is stay stoic when it comes to, interacting with traumatic moments when it comes to children so that they don't panic themselves but because the teacher's reaction was so so you know reaction-based so emotional so um you know sympathetic i actually thought when i watched it that like the teachers the teacher was like married to one of the astronauts or something like that for some mm-hmm. reason like, i thought there was a connection of some kind because her reaction mm-hmm. i thought she went up to go and throw up in the bin afterwards i was like right like does she know the Mm -hmm. person who passed and everything Mm -hmm. so um i imagine for kids seeing their their kind of guardian or the person that's at the front of the classroom who represents stability lose it must have been really traumatic for them Mm -hmm. so um yeah that is horrible for any kid to go through really Mm.
0: i heard a a stat today that said that um in america so monkeys but i think that it, it can be translated across um across to the uk and probably canada um the loneliest generation is the 18 to 22 year olds and that is very specifically gen z um and it's very interesting because as a generation they have automatically grown up with technology at their fingertips Mm. and um they've learned they learn how to communicate with their thumbs before they rather than uh, before they kind of develop their their speech in a way like the being mm. able to communicate in that sense mm-hmm. um so when I and millennials we grew up in a transition period like literally, mm. we were born without that and then it was introduced to us and then we kind of were able to take it in a particular direction or whatever mm-hmm. direction we took it we took it in. so when I watch um that <clears throat> when I watch that 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 scene it was very specific to understanding how how far we have kind of moved away from that sort of emotive understanding as a collective. So when you watch a teacher like viscerally react to the two several, how many of it was how many people? It was like seven, seven people dying in like at, in real time viscerally reacting to that everybody had to engage in that same emo- in that same environment at the same time mm. it's very unheard of that you're going to get something like that today because people are going to you're either going to get a ping somewhere someone's going to see something another way like mm-hmm. people's attention mm-hmm. is so split and unfocused um it just kind of said that it said a lot to me in that way just thinking about how we how we engage with collective um, traumas and collective mm. understanding of um, yeah. really tragic events, because um, I remember, we, we, as you mentioned about the seven seven and nine eleven, and even the even the two thousand and four tsunamis. I was mm. shook. Off oh my gosh! Like, yes. <laughs> like you know, the tsunamis yeah. in two thousand and four. I was like, this was a, this is. This is no joke. Like, you know, mm-hmm, all I could hear mm-hmm. is my dad say, You see how Jah work? You see how God is. And that's, all I, that's all I could hear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, God is no joke.
4: <laughs> right. it's not and it's not
0: funny at all. But when you think about like, I had no nothing to distract me. All I could do was watch the TV. Yes,
4: I mean? yes, I, I
0: yes, could yes. turn around. I'll probably go to a book or something, but I couldn't add nothing to distract me, and it just makes me really question about how we are going to actually, con- like, um, with the whole George, George Floyd situation, it was very specific to the pandemic that we had all our eyes on one particular thing. Mm-hmm. If there was no pandemic, I would be curious to see how that would have panned out. But, um, yeah, actually just kind of tapping into collective trauma and witnessing that at a young age, for that to have affected him like you know what 36 years later it's Mm -hmm. really interesting just to like like, that he remembers that Mm -hmm. that was that was the one thing that
1: he remembered when he turned 36. Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah. And and just on that point I think you know as black people even you know from different countries and everything we can we can all relate to continuously having to empathize with what we see on our phones because like even like Alex made the point of George Floyd but you know there are a multitude of images that we saw that were just so graphic and kind of very traumatic to our mental health like i personally just remember being so tired like ex- like mentally and physically and spiritually exhausted during what happened with george floyd tony mcdade and you know all of the kind of um what was going on in the states at the time but also you know growing up and hearing about um Uh, Stephen Lawrence for example and Mm -hmm. you know his story um, and for any Americans feel free to research that story because it's a a horrific story that you know is still going on to this day Um, but yeah we, we as black people we've watched that and I was very intrigued to see Randall's reaction because we had that episode at the beginning of last season where they were watching the tv screen and you know black lives matter and everything the marches and everything was going on and they couldn't watch it and no one really understood why that was particularly triggering for them to kind of engage with so um yeah it was just very interesting
0: very different mm-hmm. though, i remember randall still was still he, he took him how many years to really understand his own identity his own blackness i remember mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a, it was very specific to a community of people even though mm-hmm. um like that what what happened with the challenger and what we've seen in, in various different um national disasters is usually impacting a nation you know um yeah yeah As citizens typically you know so it's a bit like yeah um so that's trauma
2: at a young age <laughs> um <laughs> now how to manifest in these characters at 41 let's see <laughs> yeah yeah. And yeah, it kind of it, it was really interesting
0: how it kind of showed their personalities as they grew as they grew older. Mm-hmm. Um turning 41. Turning 41. As somebody who's recently just turned 30. Yeah, that <laughs> is yeah, you soon hey. Oh yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um um somebody's recently just turned 30, those that, was, that that process of, I feel like, when you turning to the beginning of the, um, of the decade, is one feeling. But then actually turning f- into the full decade is another feeling. Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? So mm-hmm. you're turning forty is different. It's differently at forty-one because now you're. A full, a full, a full, <laughs> yeah, um, you know what I mean. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm 40. I'm just, it's like you are now 41. So yeah, in this, you are in this now, <laughs> like sort of thing. Um, you see me, I'm the captain, <laughs> I'm <Yay>. the captain. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically yeah. what it is, but yeah, um, I don't know how long we're going to spend on this point, but it's just that you know, I like the fact that they start on their birthdays, yeah, um. Yeah, it just kind of—it's really interesting how time how time goes by with it.
1: Yeah, it's you know the, you know the saying a year really changes a person. I think you know it, it's very much true and it's very much evident in these characters. And I think that it it really the the show's really good at showing how a year changes a person. It's really good at showing how it's not necessarily always big events that make someone change. It's kind of the little things that come and go, and then there might be a big event like Randall finally meeting his mother or finally getting the conclusion to a storyline. Um, but it kind of leaves a little bit of hope for anyone who's slightly younger than them or very much younger than them, because, you know, they're 41 and still just having children or, um, you know, figuring out their careers or all of the above. So it's just interesting to see. And again, very realistic. Cause I think, you know, growing up 40 was an age where you'd see people with briefcases, leading presentations and, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. break brokering deals, Mm. And then, you know, I gotta run because I gotta to get to Ashley's recital or something along those lines. But you know, <laughs> it's very realistic the fact that some of them are having children now, and this is us, some of us are some of them are still kind of going through things and haven't actually started therapy and all of the above. So yeah, it's just good to watch. And it's kind of inspirational in a way. Um yeah.
2: Anyone else? Yeah, no, I think you you named it all for me yeah. to be honest. But Alex, go right. uh,
0: No, I was just literally just like, it's really interesting that I think that the the thing about this, the thing about this damn show, Mm, speak on it, is that basically it makes it all okay. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Like Kevin is 41 Mm. with with whole, with whole youths who are like, (laughs) like, Still like you know suckling on T, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> what right? Right? Alex like, Do you know what I
3: mean? Alex, man? please. Like, like, I mean I don't say we ground.
0: But you know what I'm saying, he's a whole, he's a whole adult, whereas like you can get kind of caught up. And I know I've had conversations with this. I've had conversations, actually, I've spoken to all of you about several things around this kind of stuff. But like, you know, when you reach a certain age, you you feel like you should have a particular thing or be in a particular place or have a particular something. And as we've seen you know, as I said, Kevin was winding up with one with some girl in an apartment. Kate was Kate, Kate was on the floor trying to like pick herself up, um, and then I mean Randall was like in a high flying job, like you know being, you know, being surprised <laughs> by that corporate America situation. So I feel like I feel like forty one, and the fact that it's an odd number, I feel like it was nice to just be mm. there. With them mm-hmm. at that point, does we have anything else to add before we move on? No, no,
3: Toby,
0: Toby, no, no, Markies, no. All right, um, all right. So then we ended up we ended up with Kate, Kate, our
4: beloved Kate. <laughs>
0: you know what? She gives me a collective sigh every time she enters the screen because I'm just like, <laughs> what we're we gonna see? What we're we gonna see now? What kind of foolishness are we gonna see? What are we what are we what are we going to endure toby
4: um it's interesting with Kate because obviously we know what's gonna happen, so we're trying to for me, I'm watching her every move to see if it's her or toby that causes. A breakup, or if they the breakup just happens, but we know like she goes on to marry Philip, the English teacher. So it's just, and we've had those type of storylines before with This Is Us, where we know something's going to happen, but we just need to figure out how and why. The first one we ever got was Jack's death. We knew he was going to die, but we just didn't know how. um and, and that was Kate's fault. I still that's the heel that I. Um, will always stand on. <laughs> I, won't, I won't die on that hill because no one needs to die on a hill, but that's the hill I always stand on. And I've got a feeling that Kate would be the reason that this breakup happens. She, you know, that teacher will probably fall in love with her and she's like, oh my God, he's paying attention to me. My husband, he's not here every day. I could be wrong, but um uh, 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 so she, you know, she
2: was feeling it last year. You know, she was feeling it last year.
4: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You know what, so we, that, that's the thing We're just going to have to sit and wait And because we all have these preconceptions About these characters And the way that they have behaved before You, you kind of like judge them already For something that's going to happen And you don't know what So with with Kate I don't know With Kate, I've, I've, I think I've made it very clear How I feel Like, I've, And I could be wrong and that's fine But with Kate, I just feel like What is she going to do? Is she going to be the reason?
2: I think Kate is going to be finally going to take charge of her life. And I think she's going to be like, hey, what I need right now is consistency and you being away is it too inconsistent and you're not able to fall like fully into me. So to me, I think not only is the music teacher going to cause a space of consistency, but it's that thoughtfulness and that spark that I think is really what's going to like get her. Because right now, Toby, I think he's He's doing the best bare minimum that I've ever seen in my life. Um, right now. So it's just like he sent her the flowers and he kind of it's was just the like, best Do I still got bare minimum I've ever yeah, seen? Yeah, I my think life. I think because it's a literal oh. physical distance away from both each other. And I think at 40 and at that age, I think right now where Kate's at is just like, oh, I still have to compromise my happiness for you because you are abroad. Last not abroad, but in a different space. Then we're also witnessing like there is not even those small details that Kate really likes that Toby used to do. Cause Toby, we can recognize he's not the same person he was five years ago when they first met. And we can also recognize that Toby doesn't have that gusto. His flaws were showed extremely last season. So I think with that, Kate's not going to adjust to who he is now. And that's what's going to make her pull away from him. So that's what I think is going to happen in Kate's situation because for the music teacher to be like oh we got to come into work we need you to come into work and to see Kate react the way that she did in that moment to all them kids singing her favorite song I was just like I get it and I can see what potentially could happen because now she's going to choose the love that she fully deserves and not the one that is safe to her now if that makes sense it that's where I'm at with it
4: just a, just a quick one I hear you Marquis mm-hmm. and i've heard you um (laughs) (laughs) just a quick one just a quick one just a a quick one one. is the music teacher any better because we've so okay we're hearing that okay these two married people that you know like they they have to adjust to a decision that they've made Toby's decided to go to san francisco they're in la i haven't checked the time difference but i i'm sure it's it's hefty um but this teacher, we've literally been shown this teacher's character and how he has treated the love interest. He was con- he was a condescending prick, and I quote. So I'm literally just like, mm, but is the music teacher any better? Which is why I'm positioned in, and I guess the writers have done that. They've shown us this guy that is just an absolute prick. How can she fall in love with him? and then toby who's tr- from my point of view he's trying his best with the situation that they're in because mm-hmm. if like kate said he is um an in-person kind of grand gesture kind of thing and he's never outsourced before he's not outsourced before because his behind was always next to her every waking moment sure. they were always together so i think that's the reality of relationships when you change you change a, a variable um which is why, I guess, the writers maybe have put me in a position where I should take accountability for my own thoughts. But they've shown us a prick who's the teacher. They've shown us a husband who's trying his best with flaws. But remember, Kate had her flaws last season. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to remember exactly what. It was I when remember she being took, annoyed. To, she, she took, she took Toby all the way house. down
2: to see her ex. And thank you,
4: thank you for reminding yes. me. That's it. That was it. Yes. I was like, what was it? Okay, I was like, awesome. sis, wait, like, wake up, like, what are you doing? And he was just there, like, okay, I'm just gonna be supportive. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing to do to your husband, even though it was for her. But it was just like she was just doing it for her, and it was yeah. So anyway, that's why I feel like I'm just looking at Kate, like it's you it's you it's you you're gonna you're gonna be the reason why you're oh yeah she's a common like,
2: denominator so. in her relationship
4: yeah but <laughs> i could be wrong but that's where i'm sitting at now so, she's a common so, denominator in her. so that was my quick <laughs> <laughs> that was my quick one so as you were as you were yeah.
0: um i i disagree like this i'm sorry but like that that teacher has clear like he needs to be loved and I just don't think he. I don't think he's getting that from the superficial people. That 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 he had. The girl asked him for for the reasons, and he gave her the reasons, and then she turned around and called him a condescending X Y Z, and left him in, and left him in the place. Don't use
2: say, your trauma against me. Do that, against me. <laughs> that was I don't quite know, interesting. Know, I don't, I don't it know was a if, very know, interesting I line.
0: I don't mm-hmm. know if he reacts well to somebody doing that to them. And like, so he has to form a hardened kind of exterior because he just can't. He can't be dealing with that. He has to be shut off. He can't show that he's. Like upset about that, he just needs to just break it off, <laughs> and then I see it because no one's gonna listen to him anyway. And I feel like it's important that 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 we saw him. I do think it is a kind of like the timing is really interesting. The, the pacing is quite that that kind of it. It was it sped up a bit with that, but it was very interesting how we saw him change when Kate went in and all this different stuff. And like, I think he's gonna find a friend in her. I don't think. I think Toby and Kate met each other at a trauma bond and it was very, and it's, and you know, Mm -hmm. they're both in the same place. They both were having issues with their weight. They both were having esteem issues and they needed each other for that moment in time. And they were with each other because they saw each other at that moment. But then Mm -hmm. remember it all changed when Toby was doing CrossFit, was doing CrossFit, was sorting himself out, but he was doing it behind her back. (laughs) and and all of these different things you know and then it was like oh we should probably have another child to kind of keep us together sort of thing and I just feel like I feel like they are running out of steam and I think that's so important to to see that happen because that happens in life you know like you're not meant I personally don't feel like it's not always the case for some people to have one person in that one person in their life as their only love forever you know I mean sometimes you can still love them, and then it just has to just end for the sake of growing and growth and whatnot.
3: Um, mm.
0: So yeah, and it's the end of a romantic that's, era. That's why I was like, I'm not like because he was condescending and he was doing all of that stuff, but also he was telling her the truth. She asked for him for the truth, and he told her, and she didn't like it, so she called him names. And I rest, I don't, I'm not with it.
1: There's a lot yeah. in everything mm. that in everything that everyone has said. There's a lot. So with the whole Toby bare minimum thing. I am struggling to understand that. The reason I'm struggling to understand that is because it was a joint decision between the both of them. Kate still wanted to work and do what she was doing. And you know, Toby still managed to turn up for her birthday Mm -hmm. and send her a birthday gift as well. Which you know is different to what he usually does, but he still he still kind of stayed within his character by being in person with with Kate as well so I I kind of struggle because you know there is this thing about the love that people feel they deserve but then there's also the situation and what it demands at the time so you've got Kate and Toby in a position where financially you know they need to be working The both of them that's a demand that's on both of their lives currently and Toby lost his job and he needed to get a job that helped support um, a disabled son and um, an adopted daughter. So for me, I'm just like, you know, the priorities have changed. Like the love is still there. The support is still there for the family, but it's not in my view, a bare minimum when you are trying to support the entire mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, so I kind of look at it like the thing with Kate <clears throat> is she's very indecisive. And also she doesn't take responsibility for a lot of her stuff. And um, what, the, what I mean by that is, you know, it's, it's perfectly okay for you to still be figuring things out in your life, but at some point you need to take initiative and either go into therapy or talk to somebody about, you know, your life and how you can deal with <clears throat> a lot of the issues that you seem to be having repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, And with with Kate, she's the only one out of the the big three that hasn't gone to therapy yet. And this is something that I will continuously say, like, although we can feel empathy, sympathy and compassion for Kate, she also needs to take take the lead at some point and allow us to root for her as well. And I'm just with Toby. mm -hmm. My thing is, yes, he has changed in terms of going to the gym and working out and, you know, making a a difference to his physical appearance. But for me, his character hasn't changed. He was still the person who kind of laughed in tough situations and made the best of most situations. Um, and it's only, yeah, I think it was Marquise or Toby, one of the two of you brought up the fact that his kind of his trauma, his trauma came up later on in the season and we we, we started to humanize him mm-hmm. Um i don't know i feel like i feel like toby toby is the one that's getting bare minimum if i'm being honest
2: i I actually disagree because when we watched last season toby was the one who was just like oh you don't got to go back to work you don't got to do this music thing i'm actually going to take this job behind your back because we're going to have this conversation so to me i'm just like we forgot about how this initially even how this job initially even came about and that job Mm. was messy And so Mm -hmm. to me, I think when Kate was just like, oh, I can still provide for this family because I can do this music job that keeps me personally alive Mm -hmm. because music is my passion. I still think that Kate was actually in some spaces. I can't believe I'm rooting for Kate right now. Anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I think there was part of it where Kate actually was actually trying to take charge because Toby still remember, we talked about Toby's masculinity taking a hit. Because he mm. felt like he couldn't provide for his family. He couldn't get this job due to the pandemic. And he was really starting to show like, oh, I'm going to let this thing build up until I have to call for help, which was his dad who helped him fix that faulty, faulty link or whatever the heck it was. Mm. And so when I think about all the things that led up to what Kate is, where Kate's at right now, I think both of them have definitely changed. I think Toby needed to, ch- I think both of them need to choose self, even though they have a family. So what does it look like to choose self at this age? Because Toby got a job that he wants and he needed that win. Kate also Mm. has a job and a win that she needed, but I don't think those wins are compatible with each other right now, which is why I said, I think both of them, let me correct it. Both of them are both given the bare minimum because they're both showing up at an obligation. They're not showing up out of love anymore. Mm. And that's what I think is happening in their relationship right now, which is why I think Kate will gravitate towards the consistency and in person of the music teacher rather than where toby's a- away and she t- can't have that consistent support in a way that she would need it right now so that's i guess they're together an obligation is ultimately what i'm trying to say so you're right and i
1: actually i actually did forget about how the job came about so you are right yeah, about that you I are right about so. that yeah. um don't I ever make me question- replicate again <laughs> <laughs> no but i've kind of uh, asked though like what consistency have we seen from the teacher
2: I you think said that they work together every day i don't like the consistency that i have with my coworkers. but when you're in a space working with kids and you're both doing something you're both passionate about you can't help but notice like oh we both love music we both love helping these kids so they're going to see each other in a light that the other person may not always get to see them in so i think so
1: that's passion- the, just a a so you're, you're, to- you're, you're talking her. about passion You're talking about passion, not consistency That's what you mean right. passion. passion Consistency yeah. just happens to come with the passion that she has
2: Yeah. Okay He, he consistently Cause... hated her though, I like that Sure did <laughs> he,
0: he consistently was just like, like, like he, was, he said Like, like, he <laughs> um, like what? <laughs> i don't know how he... <laughs> but, 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 but you but, but and i think that's i think that's that was an interesting start which is why it kind of threw us at the end of the season last season that it was that he was the one that well that they picked each other you know yeah um but 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 they can bring but i feel like i think kind of going by what marquise has said and what i'm picking up is that the fact that they can bring out that sort of emotion and that sort of impact from kids to then invoke that sort of emotion in each other is an important resource for them to be able to invoke that in one another I just think that that's an important thing um, to have that kind of passion that would bring that sort of real strong connection about you know
2: and honestly, that's why teachers be dating teachers. <laughs> mm.
4: Wow!
0: I remember in school, there were some teachers that we, that that were out here clearly dating.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> I remember that. What a mess that was.
1: Yeah, so yeah, like, I remember
3: that. Come yeah.
0: on, next morning, and you're like, <laughs> you're like,
2: okay, and that's how You know, coming from.
0: And you know what the crazy,
1: the crazy <laughs> thing is because because we're that age now. You're just sitting there like, right, okay, so you were actually making movements in the classroom. Like, you were proper (laughs) doing, you were proper doing you still up in the classroom.
0: (laughs) But but the thing is, though, like, not even BBM, not even WhatsApp, straight up SMS. (laughs)
1: Like, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
4: That's
0: actually so crazy. Yo, that just took me out. MP texts, No, no way. When
4: we're we're here trying to we're fighting for our lives trying to learn these ABCs and you're flirting.
0: You know what I'm saying? You're out here doing. You know what I mean? Out, trying to do are the Oh my gosh! Everyone's out here doing higher paper, middle paper, and you're out here <laughs> doing other things. Anyway,
3: oh,
1: we're trying God. to do GCSE and you're in a club doing Like, no, this teacher taking a piss. I'm sorry. <laughs> actually,
0: <laughs> about have another life, you and shouting shat- at me in the corridor. No, yeah, close. man. Yo, no. um. <laughs> Kevin was in the garage, and I was a bit, and I was, and I was a bit like, "Respect yourself, my friend. You have the <laughs> no money to buy yourself a place to the corner at the very least." Why are you are in the garage? I get it. I understand. You know, be close to your, be close to your, you know, your loin fruit. And really understand, and really understand that your, you know, your offspring is there. The Alex, gems take off, of your... take off, take off,
1: take off the direct, take off the direct. <laughs> the
0: gems of your scrotes. Take Go off on. the, take off this on, direct.
4: Every time that I think Kevin has learnt. His lesson He gets back on those damn crutches How oh, many I times do we have How many times <laughs> do we have to tell him Stop trying to be like Jack Pearson Here you go, in the garage Trying to be like Jack Pearson Like, Oh there. my gosh huh?
0: How you, can you be here and be there At the same time?
1: I'm, I'm exhausted I'm so This is what he's trying to
0: do He's trying to be here and there at the same time <laughs> <laughs> And you nobody's be- supposed <laughs> to be here That's the thing <laughs> <Somebody's supposed laughs> Did you not be listen to the song? nobody's should, supposed to he, be here; he needs to get in our car and drive to pick up his children and drive back <laughs> to where like they it, are. it's actually
4: not hard just like no but i do I do get it. I do understand like I haven't been in a position where I've had you know newborns and however, you were literally waiting for her at the altar, okay, well, not literally, but he he was jilted by her fair enough, and then you know I think that was probably the best decision. And it's not like they're bad co-parents. He doesn't need to be in the garage. Somebody like you with big, big money, big money, go and buy a bigger house. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You're in the ga- garage. No windows. <laughs> garage.
3: The garage. No, win-
4: no, No windows. Just so you can be like Jack Pearson. Because he literally said it when I was growing up, we can just go and see mum and dad together in the bedroom. And Kate was right. They're gonna have a different upbringing to the ones that you have, but it doesn't mean it's a bad upbringing. People yeah. who were not it's raised not with both parents in the household, it wasn't. A, it's not a bad. It's not a worse upbringing than people who had b-
0: both parents in the household. They will be rich, rich. They, yeah. <laughs> Listen, did you not see the man running around, running around that that nicely built house with, his, in, with the, like, in the end because his he, game console.
4: It's, like, it's, fine. They're, they're gonna. They're, I'm pretty sure they're going to be okay, knowing they have two loving parents who co. They look like they co-parent wonderfully. He doesn't need to be in the garage. Are you not embarrassed? Mm. Your your ex <laughs> your you ex fiance you is trying to is trying to flirt with a new boo. Her her nerdy companion, her nerdy counterpart, and you're there standing there like an actor. I, uh, I don't uh, understand. Oh,
0: you wrote the next episode about me. Bro, listen again tv real, bro.
4: tv means so much bro. to him but he keeps saying it's just tv it's just tv it's just tv <laughs> tv has him in, in a chokehold pretending that life is not real has kevin pearson in a chokehold
1: yep, anyway this.
4: This is, uh, that, this is a, yeah
1: this is a lesson in boundaries though isn't it like i feel like their dynamic annoys me like when i was watching it with my brother and my dad i was like i don't like this like I don't like this and I was doing that to the screen a lot like just putting my hand in front of it saying I don't like this dynamic. Because... You did, was doing wax off wax yeah, off. okay. <laughs> I don't like it because um, it just feels like there's a lot of pressure in um, how they interact with each other and it feels like there's this unspoken kind of conversation that hasn't happened yet but will happen at some point where Kevin will have to let go of this relationship and figure out a new dynamic because i don't know for me personally I, i'm not in this position but if i have a child of someone they're going to be very important in my life but also mm-hmm. you have to respect the boundaries of saying okay we're no longer together but i want my children to be able to still be with their their mother so at the same time the boundaries should from my perspective be you know when it comes to the kids we interact but i shouldn't live in the same house as you if we're not together because how do other relationships form how do we respect each other when it comes to the house um all of the above especially if you have money like i understand if you're broke and like yeah. you, you can't afford mm-hmm. to rent somewhere but kevin like like toby says has big big money and my man is in the garage and now on a single bed um in his sister's house um for why again so, why? did you
0: not learn on your thirty sixth birthday when I, I, I just feel like yeah. The roles are reversed. The roles are reverse.
4: The are reverse. Kevin should be housing people. He's being housed. What mm. is that? If he was in a Nigerian family, they'll call, they will they would sit you down and be like, are you not embarrassed? You should be buying us houses and you're sleeping in my on my couch. You,
1: you should be mansioning and you're housing right now.
4: As yeah, I, I <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. that's all I have
1: to say on that. So yep, yeah. yeah, just
2: again, as per usual. Thank you for bringing up the crutches. I'm glad that's a through line to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I was just like, let Madison live. Okay. You're going to have to get over your hurt or you're going to have to finally address it in a way that feels good or whatever the case may be. But she's intertwined with your family, whether you want it to be or not, because they don't want to see their kids, their grandkids. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm just like, Madison is in a space where I'm. Ha- I was happy to see her start moving on. And find somebody who actually can give her what she needs. Ooh, I guess that's how Kate and Kevin parallel. Give you what you need, okay? There's her nerdy little dork fantasy boyfriend. or <laughs> boy thing. And Kevin is still trying to just be like, oh, well, you know, are we not going to do our thing? Bro, I know you don't put your dick away. <laughs> I said, Don't try to play homie like that. Like, handle your business. I, I was upset in that scene. But <laughs> again, scene. this is <laughs> but I think Kevin, once again, I don't think we are seeing a significant growth. I think the growth, a small a small, you know, inch forward was when he said, I don't like him or I don't like what this is and we need to talk about it. Because he was being passive aggressive in their interactions, just be like, Well, if you didn't jump me in the middle of the wedding, <laughs> like, bro. So <laughs> Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, stop being passive aggressive, say what you need to say, and then keep it pushing. But you don't want to sit in your emotions because you want to keep up this mucho macho act of like, well, I still got to be Jack. Because now you're just acting your your new role is impersonating your father. Why is be Jack, man? I don't know, but I thought we took him off his pedestal last season, but apparently we didn't. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with it. I'm happy for Madison. I'm rooting for that nerd boy and call mm. it a day and her book club. <laughs>
0: As I said, you know, I'm surprised Madison made it. That like, I was really sure she was going to die at the end of the <laughs> I was very, very, very... Madison very made excited. it. Calm down. She made it. To the she made, it. She made it to the end. Like, she's here again. She's still here. You know, so she, I guess she has to live a life, you know. So, date. you want to date. Do what you got to do with your little book club. Your little nerdy friend, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that book club was interesting. Um. <laughs> It's a nice meeting, and kind of that. I, I want to see how that new character kind of is used in the story and everything. Um, but talking about book clubs, time to talk, um, is a book that has been written by Alex. Um, <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> if you use coupon code, if you use coupon code,
3: this Where is weak. <laughs> Oh,
4: okay, god. y'all finish it. Y'all done. It's the way Alex <laughs> just like slid off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alex uh, who, who else did we have
2: that book? we had to go through? Um, we have to think about Re- we... Rebecca. We've got yeah. Rebecca.
4: Re- oh yeah. Oh god. Did anyone that? feel with Rebecca? Did anyone feel a sense of frustration on not knowing what the word was? Yep. And literally, as she was like, she's looking at it on the book, but it's blurred. Yeah, Yeah, it's right there on the tip of her tongue. And I was so frustrated. And then when she finally was like, it was Caboose, the sigh of relief I got because I wouldn't have, I didn't know, I'll be honest, I didn't know it was Caboose it's not you know in my vocabulary so it was like I did know what relief. the book was <laughs> oh did you oh. yeah we had so, to read that book <laughs> oh okay so for me it was literally like I don't know what she I wish I can tell her I wish I can give it to her mm. and it was so frustrating and I won't say that oh I know what it's like to to have the, her condition so I get confused sometimes if it's Alzheimer's or dementia I know it's a transitional thing so forgive me that's just um, lack of ignorance but her to, I don't know what it's like to have a sickness but I think I got a taste of what it's like a little Mm -hmm. bit and I thought that was quite interesting how they presented it towards us because personally I've never seen the um Alzheimer's or dementia I've never seen it um presented on screen in that way usually it's from the perspective of a younger family member watching their relative maybe not be able to remember things but not Mm -hmm. the actual person knowing that they know but they can't find it but it's right there. Yeah. Um, so it was quite frustrating. I found it quite sad, actually. You know, it's one of those things for me. It's like
0: um, with this whole COVID thing, this, this thing that's hiding behind bushes and stuff for us when we go outside and all this different stuff. I feel like for me, it's like when is a cold a cold? When is a cough a cough? When is something like that? And I feel like Rebecca is struggling because it's like we've had those moments i've personally had those moments where your brain is clouding and you're trying to think of a name or um a moment or something or when you're trying to scroll through an email that you're trying to find cuz you just rem- you can't remember the name you can't you, you've you've blocked it it's blocked mm. there and it's like at what point is it i just forgot that and i just forgot what the what the word was versus mm. my, all my all my memories are going mm. See what I'm saying? And so that's why sometimes I think it's really, it's like, it's a really weird self-fulfilling prophecy in some places. And it's obviously some places it's like, she's been told that she's got these pressures and these kind of things, these plaques that are growing on her head. Mm. and All she can think of is, oh my God, what if I lose all my memories or the things that I've got? Mm. And then when she's trying to like have this stuff, have trying to remember these things, she's putting herself in a tissue. Cause you know, when you're trying to remember something and you can't remember it and you put yourself under pressure trying to remember something. Mm. And, you, and it means that you just go deeper and deeper into not remembering it. Mm. And I think it's And I, I look at it and I'm just like to myself, it, it's it's hard to watch because you're just like, at what point is it, Miguel? Just tell me what it is. And yeah. You're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Or trying to, or racking your brain trying to find out what it is and worrying about, you know, everything else. You know, what I mean, yeah. I just mm-hmm. think. You know, I just,
4: yeah, yeah. I think what makes it sad is that it'll get to a point where, like, so with Caboose, she could have asked, like, what, what is the word? But there'll be things that nobody else can help her remember. Mm. You know, it could be a memory of Jack.
0: That's why and he's and that, yeah, and that's why I'm like, that was a memory that people could help her remember because it's the word because she knew everything else. Mm-hmm. Just the word, but when it becomes mm. a specific moments. Then I, then I think that's where you, that's where you would, that's where you would kind of have to,
1: not necessarily concede to that fact. But yeah, you know. I like. Sorry, you're going to say something, Marquis? No, go ahead, you can go. Um, I was going to say I like the way they 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 did it though, like the fact that both memories had a kind of similar point because it was the caboose that her and her father were walking towards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and also the fact the book was called the Caboose. And it was just like a very interesting way of really um portraying how memory might work. So like the clues you kind of get about a situation. Um, and kind of allowing us to sit there and feel that frustration with her, like Toby said, I think that was very important for the experience. Um, I think it's also sad because the only way that Jack exists is through memory for everyone.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: the fact that her memory is going means that Jack's death becomes even more like real to everyone because there are some things that only she as his wife will know about and a part of him dies when she loses that memory as well Mm -hmm. so it's very very kind of you know sad to see um Rebecca go through that and you know when she finally gets the memory back you catch your breath but you understand that this is something like like Toby I don't know if it's dementia or if it's Alzheimer's but um like this is something that will be with her for potentially the rest of her life and you know it's this instance where she got it back but at some point she will kind of not get it back and we have to be okay with that um but I think the way it was shot like her memories were shot were very very good and the the way that the camera blurred certain pieces of information and we I found myself trying to look around the blur as if like the blow was in mm-hmm. one place or something like that, like it was it was really well shot, so I think it was really good. There was one thing that I found you know there are things you shouldn't find funny, but you do you know when they're all at the table, and um Rebecca was Rebecca and Miguel breaking the news to everyone at the table and then there's um there's Randall and um his wife beth beth random and beth <laughs> they're sitting at the table just looking at the screen like this like you know i've had enough of these white people like they're just not <laughs> showing any emotion whatsoever they're like what now what do you people want from us right now and they didn't say anything at all and that kind of cracked me up a bit but um yeah that that whole scene and everything that was happening was really sad but yeah, yeah. just think, quickly um, before sorry just okay.
4: before we say anything, because. Um, I have to correct this. So basically um, the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's, I have I had to Google it because my sister's a PhD scientist and she's doing, working on the cure of dementia. So I cannot shame my family. So dementia is a general, I'm reading this, is a general term for a decline in mental ability, severe enough to interfere with daily life, while Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia. Ah, Just so okay. we, we actually okay. would, would give respect to, yeah.
0: yeah. But also hmm. I don't think Rebecca has dementia.
4: Oh, did we just? Oh, what does she have?
0: No, I it's think just, it's a. It, Go because when they cause when they when they gave her the diagnosis, it wasn't they didn't mention dementia or Alzheimer's. So I was. Oh, did it not? Oh, okay. It's a degenerative. Um, I forgot the exact wording. Basically, mm-hmm. recap at the beginning of the. Uh, oh, okay. Season, unless it's stated explicitly, elsewhere, it's... or if it or if it's synonymous with the same thing, I just don't, I've just not heard them say you have dementia.
2: According to um, Google and what Mandy Moore has said, she is in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Early stages of
4: Alzheimer's. Okay. Oh, yes. okay. So, and which will cause them, dementia? dementia? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because they didn't mention it. And I was just like, this is really interesting that they, they've not said that. In right. Recently yeah you're you're
4: correct in a a sense so she's she the first diagnosis that she i've googled this now the first diagnosis she has is a mild cognitive impairment so which is the early stages of alzheimer's which would which would mean she could end up with dementia right
2: there we go yeah google's our friend um i had two two things to talk about because i think uh, first and foremost caboose comes from the german word caboose or yeah it's spelled with a k though um but it also means cabin on a ship's deck and i said ooh cabin i see what they did there okay um, mm. so that's thematically thinking about that but then overall um i'm also thinking about like repression of memory as well of like oh they used the challenger as a moment to be like oh what is this frustrating thing that could impact me in the future and so like the way that they're using her uh, mental decline as a way to kind of like propel what's going on throughout the season i think her frustration is just like i can't remember this important memory that got me to this space and i really want to do that and i think the challenger also serves as an important memory for rando's savior complex for um what's her name we just talked kate (laughs) and how she shows up in certain relationships and then kevin's inability to really want to live in the present of what's going on so i think once a couple of them finally get to being like oh what's their caboose when they yell out caboose is the word um what does that mean when they have that realization for whatever their caboose is ultimately going to be um moving forward so like when they can fully acknowledge like oh shit this is what is causing me to act this way um and what's the root cause of that thing um I think we're going to see that unpack a little bit more because I really think her mental decline and the use of memory is all super important throughout this season um, is going to be the main, mm. main point of this season. So mm-hmm. that's all I thought about. Is like, what does her mental decline mean for the overall theme of how they'll end This Is Us? That's I all. like
4: the theory that um, there's a theory going around, but it feels a little bit too obvious that This Is Us will end and we'll realise that Rebecca is writing, or Randall is writing Rebecca's story. Um I thought it was a bit obvious and we've seen it happen. At the- Actually, I don't want to ruin another TV show that's really good, but there's another telenovela type show that that's how it ends, where somebody is the writer of it. Um, but essentially that could be it. It, would, it could be somebody or us kind of like concluding their story, um, which is sad. It's very mm. sad. Who Nobody wants to see the end.
2: I'm tired of all my favorite. My, all my favorite shows ended this year, and I'm over it. Um, well,
0: that's good. We need to understand endings.
2: That's fine. Okay, that doesn't mean that I want to have to deal with it all the time. Like, give me a yeah, fake me out spinoff or something. I'm connected <laughs> to these characters, that's so next time, Alex, let me live in my grief and emotions. Gr- Go on. <laughs> Go on. You're, gonna
0: live, you're gonna live in you're gonna live in your grief if there's no spinoff. That's what I'm saying.
2: Anyways, we're not at that point yet. So we got to <laughs> talk about the black person since he want to be a black cloud. Anyway. <laughs> Alex, it's time to move on.
0: I can move on. It's you. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Touche so. my good brother, Touche. Randall. Randall. Randall pissed me off this episode. <clears throat> oh my God.
3: Hmm.
1: Why, why did you piss yourself off Alex?
0: And I was going to say. My, my <laughs> your what did you see in yourself? Alexander. Aloysius.
4: I have Aloysius. never Aloysius. seen Aloysius. Get out of now. He just made <laughs> up a name. Your middle name Aloysius. is Aloysius.
1: Aloysius. I your know your initials. So nice. Don't do this.
4: There, we know your initials. And, and your DJs. parents are
1: Jamaican, but they would have never called you Alex Aloysius. Don't, do, you do, don't do that. Aloysius. Yeah. Anyway. Alex. Don't do that.
4: Never seen Stanley K. Brown and Alex J. Holmes in the same room. But anyway, so yeah, what, what, what... <laughs> Or, or Randall
0: Pearson. Never seen Alex or Randall Pearson. Wow! Well, yeah, wow. Well, well.
3: mm-hmm.
0: I was I was disappointed. Um, however, I mean, I was disappointed. I was very much like, I just because the real MVP here is Beth, first and foremost. Yes. Because how are you so patient with this man? Mm-hmm. First
3: and mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you just want him to enjoy his birthday, but he's out here doing up, catch it in the rye. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, mm-hmm. and I was just like. I was just like, come on, Randall, just you can't just simply go down to a courthouse, watch a watch a watch a trial and leave. You must go to a courthouse speak to the defendant feel sorry for said defendant bail him out expecting to be good nature i'm just like, saying <laughs> like and then come home and then and then sit up on the side of the couch and to beth who's not even looking at you looking at you in the honestly face, that's how you happening. knew
2: that's how you knew he was raised by white people because he did some dumb shit like that he goes towards the sound he does not run away that's all i'm saying it annoys me no white people
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and something else about Randall that annoys me. What is the matter with this man? I love him to bits, and he he, he is my favorite big three. How, however, why must he walk up to someone and be like hi? My name's Randall Pearson, and 36 years ago you left me at a fire station. Hi, my name's Randall Pearson, and two years ago you walked into my house. Why are you always the main character, brother? Do you, you, <laughs> know what, do you know what? You know what?
1: I remember. I remember saying to someone that if you actually put "This Is Us" in reality, this family and they're nuts. Because if you imagine, <laughs> imagine they're in a restaurant, yeah, and the waiter comes over and asks, "Okay, what do you want to eat? Like, what do you want to drink?" Basically, my dad died in a fire when I was seven years old. And ever since then, I haven't been able to order food because it reminds me of his hair type. And you're just like, you know like, what? And, and, and this is why I loved Toby like, last season because Toby was
0: like, we don't have to monologue everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just it like, like we don't have to do
1: it. We're not doing it today. <laughs> the Jack right. Pissin fan club. Man. So, okay, being vulnerable. And also, someone in this chat is lying. I'm just going to say that from now. Certain people with gold do-rags are lying about this this whole Randall situation and not doing this, this going to court and saving the person. I, uh, listen, this person will deny this, but I know certain people with gold do-rags have done the same. That's all I'm saying.
4: Alex J. Holmes.
1: That's No, I, I, was it Ali Wishes? Ali no, Wishes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh Ali Guys, I'm going to keep it 100. I always try to. I would have done the same thing, personally. Um, I know Alex would have done the same I thing. I think that, I would have that, got... Your mouth, your mouth is doing a lot, and I don't no, 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 understand no, no, no. why. I, I Anyways, as spot, I was... As Eden, as Eden Edenulous Eden. was saying... One, say, one
0: mic. You had a knife to my chest in my kitchen. Can you
4: imagine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this day, I get shot going downstairs in the dark now because of this white man in the kitchen.
1: No, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> why is he talking down. like he is Randall Pearson?
1: Because he is. Because he is. No, but... I think it's hard. It is hard. Um, It is very hard to kind of look at people who are suffering and kind of like, you know, leave them understanding a lot of the things that they were, they're going to go through, through a broken system like you know the prison system isn't great and a lot of people are addicts because of what society has done to them as well and it doesn't mean like obviously breaking into someone's house and holding knives to them means that there should be no consequences for your actions but I think it does really illustrate and really um really allow us to see how far gone Randall's character is in trying to be the savior that he never had when he was growing up or actually no the savior he did have which was his parents um So whilst I do kind of understand why to us, his action of saving this person was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I think in terms of staying true to the character, it made absolute sense. I think if Randall walked into that courthouse and just looked at the person and just sent them to prison or kind of ignored them, I don't think we would have been, we would have, we would have sat here today and been like, that doesn't seem like Randall. That doesn't seem like something Randall would have done. Um, That's just me personally.
4: Mm, can I add I add something so I, I agree because it, it would I knew something like that was going to happen I knew Randall was going to walk up to the guy there was going to be a conversation I, I can't lie I wasn't expecting the um I forgot his name I think it was David I wasn't expecting David to not be like very coherent I wasn't expecting I was expecting someone who intentionally did what they did but I kind of hope that this Randall trying to save David backfires on Randall because so far we've seen him save people and it's always worked. He saved Deja, you know, um, he, tried to, he tried to save his mum. Oh, in fact, he did get exactly what he wanted. He wanted her to, oh no, he didn't. He wanted her to go on a medical trial, but she didn't because of COVID. But he got what he wanted. He saved um, Deja's uh, mum. I think I mentioned that. He saved William. I kind of don't want him to be able to save David because so far we've just always seen him succeed in saving people. Mm. Kind of, yeah, I kind of want him to, it sounds mean me saying it, but progress from being a savior. I'm not saying people shouldn't be saved and people shouldn't be helped because I'm very, I'm a charitable, charitable person by nature, but it's like, you can't be out here saving people for your own sake. And that's what I believe Ramble does to an extent. I believe he does it for himself. Un- unpopular opinion but I do believe that's a lot of the times it's for him um, but what I think will happen and we got a hint of this when we saw that magazine in the last episode in the last season where he had a profile I think in Time magazine I think Randall will become a very like successful politician maybe go from being councilman to I don't know Marquis what's the next step and then all the way to president or senator no. so yeah. You know, mayor yeah he can go to go on and be the mayor what's after mayor uh, state representative. why not yeah. and then he'll, he can he's randall Pearson. he could jump straight to the presidency okay if he wants you know so maybe he should focus on that i don't know
1: yeah <laughs> maybe he should think... face his books
4: yeah <laughs>
2: but, um i think randall he annoyed me because i said he's going to be, his problem is that he's always going to try to save everybody else except his immediate circle of his immediate family sometimes. And it's going to, I just, I worry about that kind of thing. Cause when you're chronic need to save people, I said, I get it. Cause if we looked at the challenger, Randall said, can we get them some mac and cheese? And I said, no, like, (laughs) right, right. But it's his immediate like reaction to want to do this thing. Um, Mm. And I get it. And I think he's also practicing restorative justice mostly is like, Now you're asking the question, like, why did you commit this thing? And then also recognizing, like, oh, it's mental illness, which he had to deal with with family, and that recognized his mom. Like, that was Rebecca right there. Then also dealing with prison. His mom, William, Mm -hmm. dealing with prison. Mm -hmm. So this character also embodied a lot of Rando's life that he learned about later on. So I think he also has, like, a a very, very big empathy for people in those situations. Um, But I do feel... Um, and again, maybe it might not pan out this way, but I do actually agree that he does a lot of this stuff for self. He actually doesn't do it for other people because I think he also wanted that kind of love to be saved. That a- as a child, he wanted to be saved because he wasn't necessarily I guess Rebecca saved him, but like um I think he still tries to do that for other people, and that's how it's really manifesting. And Beth got him together at the end when she was like, Everybody got their vices. You know, Kate likes to eat. Kevin likes to put on a show for people and drink. Yours is saving people. So mm-hmm. you need to actually, your vice is still something you need to work through, even though it might be beneficial to other people. Is it going to ultimately be beneficial to you? Because if this, this guy didn't show up, he didn't show mm-hmm. up at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how's Randall going to deal with that disappointment if he always has this expectation that it's always going to work out? So mm-hmm. I really agree with Toby in that mm-hmm. space. Of, like, you can't save everybody. You can put your best foot forward. But right now, you're trying to act as if, like, your role in Philly right now has a lot of impact on a lot of different people. And so, yes, you do have to move in a certain space, but don't let your role become inauthentic to your own personal health either. And that's what right. I worry about yeah. with him. Um, and yeah, one last kids. thing
4: that I'll say. One last thing that (laughs) I'll (laughs) say, respectfully, Randall was not qualified to help um, David. At what point have we ever seen Randall be qualified to deal with a situation like that? (laughs) This is a very
0: now that is now that is the white privilege in him.
4: Yeah, Uh, yeah, that that's the white went up in in the streets of someone's house and say. You, You went to the courthouse. Like, did he, what, did he diagnose the man when he was standing there? He was like, yeah, I know exactly what this man needs because you read his file. Like, at what point did he believe he was qualified? Is what he did and what he offered to do to take this man to the shelter, was that what that man needed? I don't know the answer because I recognize that I'm not qualified. But Randall was like, yeah, I'm going to save him. And I hope that Randall realizes that he's not qualified to save everybody. And yes, you can have the desire to help people, but do it for them. So if he was doing it for them, he would have got he would have been a, he would have got qualified people involved. He would have
2: got resources. That's okay. That's the resources. Issue. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a bean with y'all. I would if I would have saw that nigga on the street. I'm sorry. I know that we don't whatever. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> if I would have saw him, I would have been like nah because you already tried it before. So I know that you have the ability to be violent, whether it's your full agency or not. And he so doesn't remember re- it. And he doesn't remember it. So at the end of the day, like, the action was still there, but because he doesn't remember, it doesn't make it, like, excusable. And then secondly, like, bro, you don't know how this guy is going to react if he sees you. Like, if he, if you could potentially trigger something in him as well. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, I was just, in my mind, I said, oh, this man got to be a racist. Something, something (laughs) is going, and maybe that was, like, you know, me being in Philly, I'm just, like, I'm not going up to any person in this city because we know how this can happen so i'm also contextualizing he's in philadelphia like bro you have to have some type of awareness to think that you can have the audacity to go up to somebody that you don't know that could potentially be dangerous and who is dangerous to you and your family at one point and think that like oh i'm gonna be this macho man bro he could have he could have got you right there mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and that to me i'm just like this is just a annoying level of like culturally randall i'm like i'm disassociated in that in that particular scene i was disassociated with him from black american culture <laughs> 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 and common freaking sense
4: common sense bro i have um, never seen so, a black man bail out a white man before anyways. and that's
2: and no because that's also the part where I, this is a whole nother theory in itself but i think you know america's trying to rehabilitate its image so i'm tired of black people saving these white people i'm tired of it but again in the role of randall i understand and in the context of the show <laughs> I will Sorry. not get critical race theory up in here. I will just enjoy <laughs> Randall for him being a proper human being and having empathy for every other person.
4: <laughs> <Drive laughs> this Daisy. Um,
0: <laughs> can we can we talk about Beth now? Thanks. The goat. Yes, please. Um, I'm just saying. I just would rather not speak about Randall at the minute. He disappointed me.
3: Um, you triggered.
0: I'm just yeah, not uh, triggered. Not content. Yeah, triggered. In my spirit, it's just mm, it's just all disjointed and malaligned. <laughs> um. But Beth, that's what I said. She's got the she, the real MVP is her, to be perfectly honest. Um, I feel like all she wants is for her husband to, to be safe and content. And he can't even, he can't, he's a restless spirit. Do you see what I mean? he's a restless spirit and she and I don't know and I'm worried that this is going to eat away at at her in some way shape or form you know like throughout the series I'm not sure what we're going to see but I know that there's going to be a kind of an I don't know whether I felt like there would be an irritation or some sort of um like disgruntlement (laughs) um that was kind of coming out with the guys like when even she was sitting there like I don't know what she was doing, whether she was reading or scrolling through something and then she just handed him the thing about looking at it. I know she was playing. (laughs) And I know that she was like playing, but then part of me is just like, hmm, like she's going to, I feel like she's going to ask a question, like at what point are you going to be satisfied that, you know, that you just, can you just let things go? And I know you're a good person and I know that you are somebody who wants to make life better for people. I mean, Deja is the, Deja and William and your mom is like a whole, like reason for that, and how and, and true examples of that. Even Malik, all of that stuff, the true examples of him wanting to make life better for other people. But when are you going to like really make life better for yourself? And it just kind of and I don't know whether that's going to get to a point where Beth's going to snap, maybe, or and really kind of put him in place, and he'd be like, I can't. Do that i don't know
4: mm, it's well, possible
0: I, but i felt like there's only so much that she's gonna have to be the, the comic relief
4: yeah i mean we've um, you, yeah. seen her break before mm. you know my favorite ever 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 this is us episode and i talk about it a lot on this podcast is the r and b episode yep. where it was just like beth broke like mm. she was just like enough is enough with your behavior and they had to like work their way through it mm. and this might be a repetitive cycle again and again, yeah. Beth is the one that had to bend and be like, "Listen, we're moving to Philly. Fine, like let's move to Philly then." Um, so what you're saying, Alex, is a hundred percent possible. I would not be surprised if they go through that season again, because I just, yeah. I just see Randall slipping back into the hole. I've, I've got to do what I need to do for me. You know that um, TikTok that's going around of um, Taraji's like, "I got to think of myself." Just, <laughs> that's random right now. He's literally like, Listen, "Yeah, no, it's my like. I got to do this. I got to do this. Mind that,
0: I that that do this. Beth, Beth, don't get on an acrimony situation and get on the boat and find how out how you get she on, got the on the boat. boat. No one needs to. No one has actually got on the boat. So that's yeah. the kind of situation. But
3: um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I just feel a bit like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think um, I was actually going to mention the r&b episode as well that's actually one of my favorite my favorite scene is when beth and randall are arguing and um Mm -hmm. you know they kind of go back and forth and it's a very it's a moment where everything just blows up like there's loads of there's just loads of kind of pain that is brought up throughout the years of their marriage but you know to us watching it it presents as really perfect Um, And I think the one thing that I really enjoy about the show or one of the things I really enjoy about the show is the fact that they've they've now included a lot of the fractures of their marriage in the further seasons now. So we're actually seeing some of the issues of their marriage and we're actually seeing how some of Randall's actions are affecting her and how she kind of has to find her peace with the person that she's married and understand that, you know, she can't be a hypocrite and try and save him from being a saviour. Um, she has to kind of stand by the sidelines and be like okay well I see I want you to see what you're doing and understand what you're doing as well but I can't be the one to say you need to change um, and I think she's she's doing a great job at it really I think Beth's character is really good at standing on the sidelines and understanding like when it's time to get involved and when it's not in time to get involved like for example when um, who was it who came in the kitchen when the whole Randall and Kevin thing was about to start and Beth was like we need to leave was that Toby I think
4: I think it was M- Miguel oh, it could, yeah I don't know it's one of the other non non yeah. yeah yeah
1: she was like yeah we need to get out the house like we need to go because this mm. is about to kick off and I think that intuition is something that has saved the family a lot of times um so I hope like when the when the show ends we remember how great Beth Pearson was for the entire family because although it is focused around the kind of the main Pearson family, Beth definitely plays a really important important role to the emotional health of the entire family, and um I hope we remember that as we go on, yeah,
2: I actually found that last scene very tender because you know Beth said if he if you don't show up you know i'm a I'm a roll up mm. <laughs> <laughs> but when Brando came and he just said he didn't show up, and she just put her hand out and grabbed his hand and continued and just like I got you to me I found that to be a very tender part of just like she understands her husband this much and like to have a relationship that and bond that strong like yeah I understand your vices and I accept you for your vices and here's how I know how to properly show up for you in this moment I thought that's how I also took it is just like I didn't think it was necessarily a sacrifice, but I think Beth kind of was just like, this is also, like, you know, you don't want to tell your kids everything that's going to happen in life and you want to like, cool, you're going to have to experience this and I'm going to just show up for you. That's what I found in that tenderness of that scene. She didn't even have to say a word. She just said, here's your comfort. Here's your physical connection. I got you. I'm going to keep reading my book, but I got you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really, I thought that was really cute and really just like very representative of their relationship at this point of just like mm-hmm. cool I knew you was going to do this thing but I'm going to hold you down and cool so that's where I was like with it um, for that scene in particular I found that to be mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and Beth she deserved her sex okay she <laughs> her. I'm just saying she's like you sure you don't want none of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that made me laugh Boy number one she said door number. She said I got a thriving career. I'm in good health.
4: I got. She was naming all the things that was going good for her too. And I said, Randall, she's right there. She right. There. <laughs> Open the door. Do you know? I think that's when everyone probably got annoyed. Where he literally chose door number two instead of the amazing door number one, and it was like uh, door I number. Beth. <laughs> door number Beth. Yeah, Door number Beth. But anyway, he he got. Or she got. What so was name necessary? Hit
1: or Elizabeth. Which one is it? She's Jamaican. It's probably Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. Why I, Elizabeth. But I
0: don't. I
4: really don't know why Elizabeth. I thought it was Bethany.
1: <laughs> it probably is Bethany. Probably is.
0: Bethany's giving me.
4: I'm gonna just Google now.
0: Giving me other
1: demographics. Bethany. Bethany.
4: she? She's Bethany. Oh, but God, don't forget, do. she's also African American. So she's her mum wasn't Jamaican. Was was. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking
1: about her actual character. My bad. No, wasn't her dad Jamaican? yeah, you right? yeah her dad, dad was
4: jamaican, jamaican. yeah
1: her dad was jamaican oh okay but yeah her you guys are right name,
2: like her last name was clark she definitely caribbean oh
1: yeah she's, she's jamaican. <laughs> what she... are jamaican she's representing jamaica fully you know clark imagine um but yeah no you guys are right like beth was really doing silk sonic and leaving the door open but you know <laughs> randall really wasn't trying to hear that and Ooh, he was he's like, doing, she's doing leave the
0: door me, open, and he's doing he's he's doing smoking at the window. He, he's doing skate. <laughs> he's out here. He's out here
1: doing <laughs> skate. Here. I'll leave the door open. is playing. Um,
4: <laughs> my, my.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, it was a good episode. Let me say that it was. Yeah, it. yeah, it yeah. was.
4: It was. Just a quick shout, quick shout out to Nikki, who just needs to get a grip, <laughs> holding oh, his laptop everywhere, like, oh, look at me, well with mm. me. Like uh, Nikki
0: was, just... was giving me jokes because the thing about Nikki, he will tell you the truth wherever he goes, he'll be honest. None of, none of this pandering that Miguel does. And obviously Rebecca is out here with her sentimental monologues. And he's just like, <laughs> This is some bullshit I can't buy my love in mm. my life. <laughs> like,
4: and i love no, can like, he can he went message but i just, i just love
0: the fact that he's just like mm-hmm. he's just really just like just melodramatic about the whole thing because <laughs> you need that because as he said like as a person as a as a as a as an actual person like you actually grew up with the crazy father crazy part, mm-hmm. part, okay like, second of my name <laughs> like, second of my name <laughs> i was just like i was like i i see that he's just like where is all this monologuing coming from? Like, you guys are all oh, like, this is, I don't know where this came from, but what I know is that, no. So I liked it. I, I like, I like Nikki, but yeah, he does need to get a grip. And, but I do like the fact that Rebecca is proactive, especially what she said at the end. She's very much just like, well, we will go tomorrow. Like, it? like... <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: like life is short. I just love how he walks around with an iPad like a Jamaican uncle. Like, I just love that. <laughs>
4: That's what was making me laugh. He was just holding it. I was just like, <laughs> put it down.
1: He, he well, says, use your phone. All, all I Facebook. do is log into my Facebook every day. Like, like one, one arrow. Like
0: I've been searching for this woman each day. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like the nineties RB song. I, I, I wish I had that time.
3: Imagine.
0: Predictions for the season, then. I'll start. It's difficult. Um <laughs> really as I hard. said Beth. Beth, Beth, gonna lose her rag by episode seven, and uh, you know, and then, and then, then it'll be the mid-season break, and it'll just be tension all the way, and then, then they're gonna find their way back by episode eighteen, and then we, here we are, episode twenty. Um, or is it eighteen episodes or twenty episodes, Marquis? Eighteen. Okay, fine. Sixteen, and then we're gonna be here by eighteen. Um, I really, I don't know. I just, yeah. We, the thing is, we know what's gonna happen to an extent right we know kate and toby are gonna split up we they're know splitting up
2: their split is gonna be the mid-season finale mid-season in my finale, opinion yeah we know this might be earlier than that we know i, that's, I just yeah. I, i'm just
0: interested in the process as to what that as to what happens there mm-hmm. um, deja and tess need to we need to respect their mother i'm sorry that's what I
4: gotta say on that. Oh they're, they're, yeah. I mean they're just
0: they're just sometimes kids of their time. You know, but she's just interested in them, man. Some parents, some parents aren't even interested in their children, you know what I'm saying? Like do you I think know, interested? Yeah. They've a, they a hella romantic father like like to When I was 14, things, I wasn't
4: I wasn't no when I was 14, I was not trying to listen to nothing. Now, two days away from being 30, I'm literally just like, yeah, I want to hear these Stop things, this. you know. Behave
0: yourself. Huh? behave yourself. Stop this. <laughs>
4: Alex is 11 days older than me. (laughs) Okay, I hype
2: John over here. Mm.
4: (laughs) Um, A prediction for me, um, I can't get over the fact that I definitely noticed in the flash forward scenes, Kevin Pearson was wearing a ring. So I really want to see why he was wearing the ring. Like, I don't know, was it a fashion accessory or was he married? Um, So I just, yeah, I look forward to Seeing who kevin ends up with i would scream if it's sophie like abs- not scream I think joy it
0: needs to be sophie
1: why wouldn't it <sighs> all right this is us writers if we get to that episode and the ring is a sobriety ring i am gonna lose it i want to let you know from now if you try and play us like that i am actually oh gonna gosh. lose it if he turns it around in some AA thing, i'm just gonna be like yo you're not playing us for seasons for it to be an aa ring need mm-hmm. to fix
4: up oh nikki wears a ring but we can only assume it's this sally mystery, mysterious woman they got a lot to do they have a lot yeah to do. they've got a lot to do okay. um yeah yeah i think they might time jump rather than fast forward the present i think might be presented as what the future is do you get what i'm trying to say i don't know if yeah. i really it properly yeah but that, that so, might yeah. be
1: outside of the theme that they've done every season that's the only thing i hope i hope they i kind of hope they don't do that but they might need to because Mm. the theme is it always happens within a year right so yeah yeah i don't know
4: we'll see Mm. yeah yeah we'll see yeah no i I do think time jumping would need to happen because the wedding of um kate and philip you're right was more than two years forward i think so yeah
1: was it like, like five years or something? Yeah, it was
4: five years. Yeah, it was five years. So there, there would definitely be a time jump. If it's not yeah. five years from now or ten years from now, which is the death scene, then yeah. So
1: okay, interesting. Yeah, Marquise, any predictions?
2: Ah, uh, not too much to be honest. I think um, uh, Kevin is gonna once he enters this Manny role again, I think he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna have to fully acknowledge his lack of growth in this last five last five years. So I think he's them not, taking he's him. He's not entering that role. He's not taking that role. I thought he took the role by
0: the end of the episode. No, I think he was considering it. I don't think he's taking it. Oh. He said he wants to because he moved out because he because he's now he's in a single bed in his sister's house, and you know when you know when you start making decisions when you're at the low points. I don't think he's going to be doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know when you start doing, well. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to call Sophie. Getting- um, i don't know yet, yet, yet.
2: i think i think kevin is gonna find comfort in the familiar so i think he's gonna go back to all the things that he can know he can just do in exactly. automatic because he knows that, exactly is what that is oh no and that's why i think he's gonna fully acknowledge like i am not growing i am not happy i need to dead this acting thing and finally get into this architecture thing so that's where i'm at with kevin because now i'm mm. slightly invested in like where does his full breakdown happen where does that breakdown happen? Um, oh yeah,
4: he's supposed to build the house for her back. She she said on his wedding day, Kevin, build me the house.
2: Yes. so now I'm just like, what role? What new role will you finally assume mm. instead of just going back to the shit that you know? So that's where I'm at with it. Um, I just want some more comedy, but I'm excited for next episode because we get a Deja centric episode. Deja and Nikki are the main people of next episode. So
4: oh, sorry, I haven't seen the preview. Oh absolutely. yeah, it's my bad. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Oh, this happens every episode that we used to record. <laughs> Marquis has seen because they don't they don't put it on Disney Plus. So we watch it on Disney Plus. We, oh. we should
1: make it into a section. Toby re- reacts. Oh
4: yeah,
2: <laughs> girl, we can. We we got it. We're recording right now, so I can get your natural, your very authentic reactions.
4: Oh God, okay. let me go and find it. Oh, do you? Know, yeah, I just had flashbacks of when I would react to the um, do, do previews.
1: You know do it. Do, put go on mute. I'll give my um. What's it called? I'll give my prediction, and you can kind of talk about. You know what you've seen afterwards because I haven't seen it afterwards, okay, but I like okay, your I'll ta- reactions.
4: Okay. I'll um how do I do this? How do I meet you guys? I'll watch it on my phone. Okay. I'll take my headphones off. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay,
1: cool. Um predictions. So I think the Kevin and um Toby situation will happen much sooner than we anticipate it to. Um I actually think one of them will cheat. I actually think there will be a situation where one of them do where they're unfaithful and that's kind of what breaks down the relationship. Um, with Nicky I think we will see more of his story come to light and kind of introduce us to a lot of the years that we didn't hear from him and um, I'm, I kind of want it to end with Kate going into some kind of therapy or something some kind of support in some type of way um, I'm not too sure about Randall and his career I don't know what direction he's gonna go and i know he that like last season ended with him being in the newspaper and he had that side part i think did he have a side part am i right in saying that did he have a he had a john yeah i think he had a side part yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. so um i don't know what's gonna happen i think this is us is one of those shows where they they like to leave nuggets but then they completely flip it later on um but there are some signs you see and you're just like right okay so this is gonna happen like for example the rice cooker was it a rice cooker that burnt down the house it was a rice cooker, wasn't it?
2: They had rice cookers back then?
1: Oh, wait, what was it? Something clicked. You know, they bought something from that old couple and they left it on in the house and then it started the fire in the house. What was it?
2: I don't remember. I thought they left the pot on or some shit like that. Sounds like chicane to me. I'm back. Um, <laughs> it was a it was the rice
4: cooker. It was, it was a slow cooker or rice cooker. Oh, it was a rice cooker. Know. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Toby, time for your reaction. Let's go.
4: Okay. Just getting it up. Hold on, <laughs> let me do it on my. Okay, it's called Yellow Brick Road. It's giving me Wizard of Oz. Okay, I'm watching it.
1: Alex, it like, sounds like chicanery to me. <laughs>
4: so
1: cute. Oh, is it the um, snippet that was using the trailer, Marquise, as well? The mm-hmm. dancing in the club thing?
4: Aww. Oh. Oh, Malik. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sally. Not Sally. Now the, the, the pieces are funny. Why is... Why... Somebody's going to chase down the love of their life. Why are there two, like a battalion behind him? And he's like, hello, Sally. Can you imagine being Sally? The door opens and you've got like you're 55 like, people standing there. He's like, oh, yeah, like, part fuck. of the package.
2: <laughs> you marry me and you marry my family. Okay. You know what?
0: I feel like that can only happen in Middle America because in mid- in Middle England, why are you I'm in like, my town? Why are you in my uh, family? Why are you off. in my village?
4: <laughs>
0: Get out of here. <laughs>
4: That was really cute. Um, The whole Malik and Deja storyline, cute. But also I'm feeling my age is showing. I'm literally like, why are you guys in the room alone?
3: Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm like, hold on. Yes, she looks good. What business do you have knowing she looks good? Like, <laughs> no, I know he's got a whole kid already, but I was just feeling a bit like, who let who let you get on a plane to go out and visit your boyfriend? I mean, She's
0: she was on a coach. She, what do you mean? Oh, You're a coach. The she, I was. Oh well.
4: Out. Okay. Well, whatever. She, she traveled. On the bus, man. She traveled to where's where's Harvard, Boston. She traveled there from
2: yeah, six, wherever. It's it it a it's a six hour. Six hours. You,
4: yeah, six hours. So, but that's She's traveling
2: from Cornwall to from Philly to. Massachusetts
4: it's not that bad okay it's cute which is making me think about where Malik and Deja will go because we know that Deja you know goes on to study as a junior doctor or whatever it's called and she's pregnant in that time so I'm literally like who gave you that baby like you know mm, interesting does that does the first love last I doubt it
2: look and i also i didn't know the title of the next episode's name was yellow brick road and i said look everybody oh. everything leads what back to home. Okay. Mm. Oh. There's no no, like
0: home there's no place no, no, like no, home
4: there's no place like home
0: what was at mm. the end of the Olympic road because
1: hellfire what
4: was it the witch oh. huh? what was at the end of the Olympic Road? falsity oh yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> there
0: was man. there was a there was Nonsense at the end of the yellow brick road. Okay, chicanery. Well, yeah. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes.
2: Eden. Eden, do you hear me? The yeah. yellow brick road. What color is? What color is his do rag? It's golden. Foolery. <laughs> it. 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 Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Charlatan. A charlatan. <laughs> um,
0: oh my days! I love it. I actually have to go because I've got a call now. But, um, yeah, this was an amazing episode. I, shall I leave and then you guys can round up? Or... No, no, we can round up No, now. no, we can all round up, yeah. It now.
4: Um, okay. We'll, we'll make it quick. So... That was mm-hmm.
0: that was the episode. We're going to see you next week for the Yellow Brick Road. And um, I've been Alex Holmes from Time to Talk.
4: I've cool. been Toby Rachel from Yellow Cup Podcast.
1: This is Eden from Down at the Stands. This is Marquise from Rational Anger. Mm-hmm. Cool. Catch you guys in a
4: bit.
2: Do-do-do. Bye.